52 episodes, 52 ordinary people, 52 real stories about things that affect overall health. Because there is a lot more that goes into being healthy than food and fitness. Inspiration, support, a new perspective, and knowledge. You'll find that and more here on the HealthAbility Project. Hi, thanks for joining us today on the HealthAbility Project. I'm Robin McKenna. A study by the American Psychological Association found that financial matters account for one of the most significant sources of stress for Americans. A separate survey by the U.S. News & World Report found that more than two-thirds of Americans are experiencing financial anxiety because of increasing costs, inflation, and living paycheck to paycheck. Other reports say that 40% of people do not have enough saved for retirement and that most Americans are not financially prepared to handle an unexpected expense of between $400 and $1,000. We do not have control over inflation, rising costs, how the markets behave, and those unexpected expenses that life throws at us. However, understanding cash flow, budgeting, and how credit works for and against us can better prepare us to weather these events and give us a sense of financial security. This is called financial literacy, and it can have a profound effect on our overall health and well-being because its presence or absence in our lives affects our decisions on consumption, credit, savings, and retirement planning. Connor Tyson is here to share his personal story about how financial literacy affected his health and well-being, how it influenced his choice of career, and what he is doing today. Connor has over 20 years of experience in the financial services industry and is a chartered financial consultant and financial coach. In 2020, he founded Progress Solutions LLC, where he offers personal finance coaching and education to help empower people to take charge of their money. He holds a Bachelor of Science in Finance from Quinnipiac University. Thanks so much for being here today, Connor. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, you know, you and I talked, obviously, prior to this episode, and I thought your story was so impactful that I, I, I think it's important for people to hear uh, so why don't you tell us about that? What happened in your life that? So, um, yeah, what happened was I'll start from the beginning, right? So my father was a big time income earner. He was in charge of risk management for a very large company out on Long Island. And his income afforded him a lifestyle where he became a big spender. He didn't come from much. He came from Brooklyn. And when he got it, he enjoyed the fruits of his labor. And he met my mother, which came from a family of big family, Irish immigrant family. Or My grandfather was a captain of the police department, and she came from saving. So she was a saver and then turned into a spender because of the luxuries my father <laughs> So prior to this, um, he decided to go independent. So he left that big, large insurance company and started his own firm. And then 1991, in the recession happened, he had to declare bankruptcy. So this greatly affected our household and things like that. So at a very early age, I witnessed things. It was a lot of tension and stress in the house, a lot of finger pointing, yelling, stress, worry about money. 
Uh, a lot of those stresses were put on us. It was, we can't afford that. I remember having to go along for car rides and my parents actually asking relatives for money. It was very, wow. Um, wow. yeah, it was really difficult. So at a very early age, I realized there's something to this money thing. You got to get your hands around it. So I uh, decided to learn everything I wanted to know about money, like how it's made, stock market, interest rates, the treasury. So I went to college and I got a degree in finance. And then I uh, started working down on Wall Street and I was making very good money. It was the dot-com bubble, you know, the boom. And um, I looked down and I had a car loan for an Audi A4. I had a student loan for over 20 something thousand dollars. And I had credit card debt of over 20 something thousand dollars. And I was like, oh my God, I became my father. And it Mm. scared me, scared me a lot. And what happened was I Yahooed because Google wasn't around at the time. How to get out of debt, right? And I got a DVD box set from uh, Ramsey Solutions on how to get out of debt. And I, uh, within 18 months, I started saying no to the things I had to say, start saying no to, and yes to the things I had to start saying yes to, and started building the habits. And that's where I learned that finance is really 80% behavior and 20% head knowledge. So I became debt free, and I've been debt free since consumer debt that is. So I have a mortgage, but I'm paying it off early. And I grew my financial planning practice. And from there, I had many, many appointments with people and they would come in and they wouldn't either have account minimums, they had some credit card debt. You know, we'd have to have that conversation that our fees wouldn't be of service to them at this moment. So we'd have to send them to self-directed accounts like Vanguard or other firms like that. And this last go around, I sat down with a gentleman. He was an iron worker, made good ink money. He was recently divorced, 38, going to be 39, two kids. And he fit that mold of not having the account minimum. He had some credit card debt. And we had to have that conversation. And if you can picture this, it was a big, burly iron worker, right? And his whole body language and everything just sunk in the chair. And he's like, Aww. you know, forget this. And he got up and he left the meeting. And I was like, wow, there's something wrong with this. And I took it upon myself to call him earlier that night. And I called him. I said, Chris, it's Connor from early today. Our appointment's not sitting well with me. Uh, If you allow me, I'll do everything I can to help you. And I said, this is how you budget your money. This is how you tell it where to go versus wondering where it went. And 45 minutes into this call, he broke down and cried to me. And he was like, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed, frustrated. I'm trying to do the right thing by my kids. No one taught me this stuff in school. And I was like, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's not your fault. And, you know, we'll get through this. And I did that. And uh, I never looked back. And I realized there was something here. And the more, the deeper and deeper I went into it, I realized that like the statistics you read, like close to 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, a $2,000 emergency is a crisis. And it's not taught in schools. And I think you see it now with, Everything that's going on. I mean, Congress is talking about student loan debt crisis. Mm. Congress is talking about it's well past a problem at that point. So it it shaped my career. I realized that the people that need the help are not getting help. So that's why I became a financial coach because it addresses the things that financial advisors don't really address, which is like budgeting, cash flow management, debt elimination, and just overall knowledge. Like, my big saying last time we spoke was everybody knows what to do, but not the why. 
like knowledge is power and it's human nature to avoid those things you don't understand. So once it's explained to you and you have the knowledge, you're empowered to make the right decisions for yourself and your family and make progress. Hence the name of the company, Progress Solutions. So it shaped a lot. It shaped my family. We were very comfortable and me and my wife don't fight about money and we have a written budget every month. I teach my kids about money, proper money principles about the things you can do with money. You can save it, share it, you can spend it and you can give it. Right. And instead of one piggy bank, we have three piggy banks and yeah, financial literacy and helping people, you know, transform the way in which they deal with money, simple, actionable steps to build upon, to build the habits they need to be prosperous in their own lives and reduce stress. I like what you say about knowledge is power, especially when it comes to financial literacy, because even by your own example, you went and you bought that DVD box and you educated yourself on what to do. And then you went out and did it. And it really became a force multiplier on your actions and behaviors to keep yourself financially healthy, financially secure. And listen, financially secure doesn't have to mean you have a million dollars in the bank. It just means that you don't have to worry about paying the bills and that, you know, maybe you can take a vacation or, um, you know, enjoy life a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's what I say is money's either controlling you or you control your money. Right. The difference is being proactive versus reactive, right? So one of the tips I usually tell people is, they're always asking, like, what's the biggest thing I can do? And it's have a written financial budget, like before the month starts, right? So August is well and going right now. And okay, so let's say the 28th of August, actually sit down and write out September. Be proactive versus be intentional. Tell your money where to go versus wondering where it went. And you'll find that 80% of your expenses month in and month out are the same. It's those 20% variables that trip people up like, the college graduation, the kids are going back to college, the the wedding gift, the whatever. And those are the things that we don't account for, that we wonder where our money goes. And I hear it a lot. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. We make good money, but we're just not making any progress. We're not, we don't, we're not where we're supposed to be. Mm. I hear that time and time again. So, Yeah. It's interesting. I read something some fact in, in one of the articles that I read to prepare for this this conversation was that even people that earn $250,000 a year are in trouble. Yeah, 30%. And that just seems incomprehensible. Yeah, one, one out of three families that make over $250,000 have that issue where they're living paycheck to paycheck, right? And it's it goes back to the things our grandparents told us, right? Like before they had credit cards. What did they do? They saved. They lived below their means. They saved for the rainy day. They, they, they had a different economic experience than we are, where we kind of grew up in consumerism. We're marketed to way more than they ever were. Right. And it's about becoming a, um, a savvy, you know, a smart saver and an informed consumer that we're marketed to constantly. And they're trying to separate us from our money. And there's a lack of contentment, right? We live in the Instagram, TikTok world, social media, and that's not reality for a lot of people. And yeah, that's, that study supports that. Or a third 
quarter million dollars plus or paycheck to paycheck also. So when you're working with people, what is it that they, what is the most common aha moment? Is it, is it budgeting? Is it learning how credit works for or against us? Is it retirement savings? A lot of myths out there that have to be demystified, right? And then I think the exercise of budgeting or cash flow management planning, you go from unaware to aware. And that's a big aha moment for people that they, they realize, wow, I spend $780 you know, a month on eating out. I uh, didn't know the, the number of subscriptions I have every single month. And then, oh, wow, FICO scores really don't mean anything. Hmm. Like credit score is an I love debt score. If you really think of the components <laughs> of them, your report card should be your net worth. Right, your assets minus your liabilities. That that should be your report card, not FICO score, which has no indication of wealth at all. Mm-hmm. Meaning that's been marketed to us, right? You need a good credit score. Right. And it's like, well, if you really break it down, think about it. It's like, well, hmm, it, it doesn't make any sense in that. Be you could have three million dollars in a bank and a four hundred credit score, or five thousand dollars in a bank and have a perfect credit score. That has no indication of wealth at all. And it's like, why is it that? You know, these because it's marketed to us by the industries that support them, right? right? Credit card, there's millions of dollars going into marketing and getting these things out there. It supports the industry itself. Right. And it's all about separating you. It's convenience and financing. You can finance a bed in the United States of America nowadays, Rob. It's and astounding. It's- I see that on Amazon, you know, yeah. when you're just buying piddly yeah. little things and you can do a monthly payment plan. There are geniuses out of the one click, right? Yeah. Amazon, Apple. Now you have an app on your phone, right? You can just walk right into a store, blip, walk out with a $300 set of earphones. And then the bill shows up 30 days later. Why is that happening? Because it separates you from your cash. The immediate pain of like, wow, I got to break, lay out $300 bills versus just swipe my phone. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same reason why they use poker chips in Vegas, right? And we're not aware of it. Mm. So it's unaware to aware. And that knowledge helps build the foundation you need to to build the financial principles to build wealth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how you you talked earlier about uh, behavioral change and really exercising tough love on yourself. You have to say no, it's the only way to recover. I I had my own personal experience where I wanted to buy an apartment and the only way I was gonna do that was if I moved out of Manhattan, moved somewhere cheaper and saved my money. And for four years, I did just that. And I didn't go out a lot and I didn't travel and I didn't do this or that, the other thing. And, you know, I have to say today, I'm, I'm really glad I did that. But that's hard for a lot of people. Do you have a lot of conversations around behavioral change yeah, with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's 80% of everything I speak about. It's, it's funny because it's like the fear is that it's forever. And it's only for a season of time right. where that season of time of sacrifice builds upon itself and gives fruits for a long, long time to come. And you can't put a price on peace of mind, less stress, being able to go on vacation anytime you want or provide those things that you want, right? So it's always ask yourself, what is debt and the way in which I'm managing my money now preventing me from allowing allowing me to do that if I actually had 
these things in my life I would be able to do? What would that really, what's, what's the why behind it? Not the what, the why. Like, I want to get out of debt. Why? Uh, because, you know, it's causing me stress and I'm, I'm working too much. And I'm working two jobs and I'm not spending time with my family. Why is that important to you? You got to go a couple of layers deep. And it's like, well, because family is one of my guiding principles in my life. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. That's going to attach to your why and that's going to change you and at least be your motivation of when things get tough. Because this is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? And it's you have to have that I've had it moment. When you've had that I've had it moment, that's that's when you have to write down your why and refer back to it when your friends are going to the Hamptons, which I, I had to go through. My friends are going to the Hamptons and Turtle Bay and having a great time. And I had to say, no, it's just not my budget this month. Right. And be okay with that. Yeah. Right. Now, today, you know, I can go to the Hamptons anytime I want, but it's kind of like I have to live like no one else now so I can live like no one else later. And that was the, you have to experience that, you know, and that, that is, that takes behavior. It's like, I always say your best thinking has gotten you here. So something has to change if something's going to change and it helps to have a guide. Like I'm not a a hero in anyone's story. It's, it's just, I'm a guide to help them like a coach. I know all the plays and strategies. I help them practice them until they can win their own championship with money. And Yeah. It's a big one. Behavior change is a big one. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of like, what type of relationship do you want to have with money, and how is that different from what you currently have? That's the the beginning point of where we go from there. Because everybody's story is different, right? Yeah. Everybody's, and you have yeah. to meet them where they are. And there's no judgment. Everybody's done stupid with money. Everybody. Right. And I have my own stories, and so are you. And and there's also a stigma too out there. Like you can't talk about money. And blah, blah. If that's not the type of relationship you want to have money, why, why do you have it like that? Like I'm open with it. Yeah. Communication, conversation, starting that conversation early with your children, nieces, nephews, that sort of thing. I think for you though, it seems you might've had a little bit of advantage due to the unfortunate circumstances of your parents' decisions. You didn't have to spend too much time delving into the why and peeling back the layers because you lived it at such a young age. Yeah. And everybody, you're either living it now or you have lived it and care not to look at it. And it's going to be different for some reason. I could have easily not taken action. And then 20 years later, had the same experience my father had. Because like I always say to people, you can't, you can't out earn bad habits. You can't. And, it, and that was proven to me. And it was proven to my father. It's been proven to 30% of all households that make over a quarter million dollars a year. It's not the, it's not the income. Everybody thinks it's the income, right? The habits of how you handle that money. Right. And that, that's why I help people. I like that. You can't outrun the spoon. Right. 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 So if you want to lose weight, you can't, you can't eat like, you, know, you can exercise, but you're still eating really bad. It's going to be very, very hard, if not near possible. Well, this has been really an incredibly informative conversation. And I think the fact that you have had such a personal experience of the absence and now the presence of financial literacy is just a phenomenal thing to share with listeners. So thank you so much for yeah, being like here you, today. Yeah, your your audience, maybe there's people that are struggling today. And they, I always give out a free consultation 
It's just a conversation about where you're at, where you want to be. They can reach me anytime at progress. Like you want to make some progress. FC, which is financial coaching, progressfc.com. Check out my website. My information's on there. And it's just a confidential conversation about where you're at, where you want to be, and where I might be able to help you or a relative of yours, your kids, mm-hmm. right? You want to get the college kid out of your basement. Got me. <laughs> It's just, it's a, it's a varied thing. Newlyweds. I love working with newlyweds, right? Because they don't know how fast their life is going to change right. in the next 10 years, right? right. It's like they're, they're a perfect, perfect uh, client base. Yeah. Because it's like they're, they want to make it work, but they have very little knowledge on how to do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of change coming their way, right? Baby, house, mortgage, life insurance, a will, like, wow. Right. And this is not taught in schools, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Like I always said, I don't know if we had this conversation, but you learn it either through good role models or the hard way. Fees, mm-hmm. fines, penalties, and then, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. So you can learn it through um, the experience of others or a coach that be your guide. Yeah. And the education part seems pretty straightforward and simple. It's really, like you said earlier, more about the behavioral change and you, you really have to want it. And you know, there's that um, that old adage, pay now or pay later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, 90 days, same as cash is not same as cash. Right. 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 So pay later, you're going to pay. But it's, that's the way it is. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. But there's a proven path is what I'm saying is like I've taken a lot of families and individuals through this process. And the biggest thing they walk away with that I hear time and time again is just now I'm aware, mm. right? I'm aware to aware. And that's that's a powerful transformation for people in their lives. Mm. And then they change their family tree, right? You go from scarcity mindset to abundance and you see a way out and it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, right? it's life altering really. Yeah, it, it can be. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. And thanks to our listeners today. If you like today's episode, please like us. Please also share us and tell your friends about us and subscribe. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today at The Health Ability Project. We'd love to hear from you, so please email us your questions, comments, or suggestions, including future guests, to the Healthability Project at gmail.com. And please like us, subscribe, and share us with your friends. <laughs>